mortals on an adventure to prove they are heroes worthy of entering my temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. These four teams have a chance to become heroes and win a king's ransom. $25,000. But only one team may enter my temple to try. And here's their guide to tell them how to do it. Christella Alonzo. Thanks, old man. With your guide, Kirk Thank you. Thank you, Olmec. Welcome to the Hidden Temple. The rooms are filled with lost treasures that are protected by mysterious Mayan temple guards. Olmec knows the legend behind each of the treasures in his temple. You want to go on an adventure? Let's do it. It's so great to see you. A pleasure as always, Christella. Submit it for the approval of the Midnight Society. Oh, joy! Let's rock! It makes me wanna fart! Dear Journal, it's me, Doug. Do you have a... Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do. That was a hoot! On your mark, get set. Welcome to Splat Attack, where we're taking it back to the Hidden Temple Pass. I'm your legendary co-host, Brett. And I am your hidden, maybe, co-host, Alex. Are you hiding behind and Old Mac? <laughs> hiding right behind. Oh, no, I'm in the bushes. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm hiding from the temple guards. They terrify me. Hiding in the bushes that we see in the beginning of the show, huh? When you hear all those parrots squawking. Yeah. You might actually hear parrots talking about well, not parrots, but you might actually hear birds today because I do have birds in my walls as we speak. Oh, boy. <laughs> so we, we might be uh, authentic there for a moment. Yeah, it's all about that atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am completely at a loss. What are we talking about today? Well, we are very excited to be revisiting this topic because it's very near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, so for those of you who may or may not know, we're really big into a couple of shows on this podcast, Are You Afraid of the Dark being one of them, and Legends of the Hidden Temple being the other. And we already did two episodes back in season one, uh, episode five, which was the review of the War Fan of the 47 Ronin, and episode eight, which was 20 Most Memorable Temple Runs. So today we're going to change things up with a little bit of different format with this uniquely crafted episode called Legends to the End, Nick and Josh's Hidden Temple Legacy. And it's called that because we have two very, very special guests here today who are going to walk us through their timeline and experience on Legends of the Hidden Temple, not once, not twice, but technically three times, because each of them have been on a different episode of Legends back in the 90s, and then both of them joined forces for, uh, you know, just ganging up and tackling the temple for the reboot. So here with our uh, guests today, we're going to talk about all those experiences and see what it was like to journey through Legends of the Hidden Temple over the course of 30 years, which is no small feat. No, it's awesome. I'm really excited about this. I, I couldn't... I... I've been stoked about this one. This is good. Yeah. So, Olmec, who are our guests today? We have Nick and Josh. Let's get cracking. Welcome to the show, Nick and Josh. Thank you for being here today. Hey, guys. Hey, thank you. I don't mean to just make things serious right away, but Alex, goodness gracious, your voice, your throat, are you okay? <laughs> you sound like a purple parrot. Oh. It's, 
It's, we're we're good. We're Shots good. fired. I promise. We're good here. Deep burn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much thank you for, all for us having today. us. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. awesome being here. Cool. There's only four seconds left behind you right now. I know. We better don't hurry up out. or the podcast is going to end. <laughs> don't don't look at that. <laughs> it doesn't apply quickest, here. Our history. That's pretty much when we we blow it right around four seconds. That's like that's all a background for us. You have to watch the video version of this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's a unique thing about our podcast is that we both <laughs> offer like audio and video versions in case people want a little extra dimension with some of the special effects right. and uh, footage we put in there. So and which you comes s- in handy on on some episodes because <laughs> yeah. you have to watch the video on some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Um, we'll make this podcast safe. It sounds like there's four seconds left behind you. <laughs> Uh, don't give me anxiety here, man. I mean, it's hard enough to talk about temple runs. <laughs> but anyways, um, quickest is... episode ever. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> well, that's our show, everybody. Good night. Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. So let's let's just get dive into it, shall we? Before we uh, do you know the episode reviews of each of these legends that you guys managed to conquer. Um, what, what inspired you to audition for the show in the first place? Really curious well, about that. That's actually, it's interesting because we have a, a couple different, uh, stories. Uh, so I was on season one in the nineties and so it was a completely different experience for me. The show never existed. It wasn't like a kid watching double dare and we will be on double dare. So there was actually an, um, uh, an, an old in Orlando, I'm from, both from Orlando mm-hmm. and there was an ad in what was called the calendar section. It's like where they put the movie listings, you know, back before phones yeah. and everything and uh and there was a little there's an ad in there and i can actually send it to you guys so you can show it yes please. because um, i found it once on uh twitter somebody actually had it and it, it was like a <sighs> little ad about you know four inch by four inch and it was like uh um come audition for uh nickelodeon's new hit uh action adventure game show and it was like an uh if the auditions were held over at universal at nickelodeon studios and i was just psyched of course nickelodeon game show was a dream of any kid at yes. that time so showed up and it was like a full-blown my parents took me like a, they had like different set different parts of the audition like they there's like initial part it was like a little like obstacle course then i think you had to see how many push-ups you could do and i remember it ended with a uh with a trivia part like a they you took like a little quiz test and just to date it i remember one of the questions on that quiz had to do with the movie cliffhanger so Ooh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so basically that was, that was it. Like, that was like what made, I mean, obviously we didn't know, but you didn't know what it was. Uh, and then the audition happened and then you kind of went home. My brother and I both auditioned and about, I don't know how long later I got the, got the call that, that, uh, got to be on it. So, uh, but once again, Josh's is a little bit different being on season two, actually on seeing the show. I think we got to talk about your brother. I mean, we yeah. never thought yeah, about he never made it. Yeah. He poor guy. Oh Goodness. man. <laughs> Oh goodness! Did he get eaten by Temple on... Guard? What's that? Maybe. Yeah, he was. I don't think he did too good on the push-up portion, and uh, uh, he never actually made it. He so. got pulled into the charade brigade on Figure It Out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than nothing. At least he was on a Nick Game Show. Indeed, <laughs> it was such a, a fan fanboy thing as far as my appearance because uh, that was the second season, and so it said Legends of the Hidden Temple and the calendar section. And audition same way, had the interview with the producer afterwards. And it was also viewable for from the Nickelodeon tour. So it was basically an empty soundstage with the props for the mm-hmm. obstacle course. But Olmec was in there 
And it oh, was wow. really cool to see the puppet without the wide angle lens and just the way it looked under work lights and such, because it was people on the Nickelodeon tour, you know, uh, looking down at the audition. Yeah. Um, so time had passed and didn't get a call and thought that I didn't get on the show. And finally, like a week of middle school kid depression later, uh, I got a call uh, saying that we got on, on the show. And so it, it was definitely a dream come true going in, knowing the show. It, almost like appearing on it was the prize in itself as corny as that sounds but it was a cool way to get a backstage look at uh, how it was all done being such fans of the show before we get into the reboot uh were you two friends yeah prior to being on the show so this is an this is an actually a a pretty cool story because legends of the hidden temple is literally the reason why him and i've been best friends for over what, like 30 years uh so it's so when i was Josh and I went to the same school. We're one grade apart. I'm, I'm one year older. So I was in um, like seventh grade and, so. and, and then, and he was in sixth grade and we had like a shared gym class. We weren't in the same class, but you like went to like, there's mm-hmm. just multiple yeah. grades. So I was actually funny enough. I was on the show back then. My mom had made post-it notes and she wrote, watch Nick tonight on legends of the hidden temple at 6 PM or something. And I'm going around gym class and I'm handing everybody post-it notes once again <laughs> aging ourselves in the 90s <laughs> this is how we did it hey, I and, uh, Josh and I, we knew each other <laughs> yeah no no social media or anything so right. um yeah. josh and i knew each other we were like close we we're you know good you know friends i guess but yeah. um so immediately when i handed it to him and then of course from people were like oh that's cool that's cool and by that time legends had been airing for a little while it wasn't it was a little bit into the season so people knew the, the show a little bit and josh immediately when i gave him the thing he's like oh that's so cool i was on guts I was like, awesome, man. That, that's so cool. And we started hanging out. Like you saw the show. And then we just started hanging out every Sharing day. Stories, yeah, swapping stories about our, experiences. our backstage tales. Yeah. So it only took about maybe about a, a couple of weeks before these things weren't lining up. Like, you know, from after being on the show and seeing how they did things. And then some of the stories he was telling, they just didn't make sense, like based on like what actually happens. And then so I finally figured out that it was uh, that it was a lie. Oh, so I ended up, yeah. I so I ended up calling I had to relate to the legends guy and say I was on the show yeah. so I can ask all the so, questions in a relatable way. But right. he found out the dang truth at yeah. Carmen San Diego. <laughs> Wait, you're uh, on Carmen San Diego instead of Guts? Oh, yeah, he was on all of them. That's like, I'm digging myself another hole. <laughs> oh, man. So that ties into like when he went to the second, then became like a whole thing. Like I was on a show, like I called him out in front, like because we started becoming good friends. And like the first time, like I met one of the first times I, I, I met his family at his house, they're like, Oh yeah. Hey, yeah. You were on that show legends. And I was like, well, yeah, but he was on guts. And he immediately Josh looked at me. He's like, I, 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 was, I, was, I was like, I, I knew it. So I got him the, the, that was the only way to get him to admit it. So, but we, we stayed friends. We, we connected. And so I, we, it's funny. We tell the story because nobody, number one believes, especially if we have to be on the repo, like, Oh yeah, they're right. acquaintances. Like, no, we were literally, uh, you know, I was the best man at Josh's wedding. Um, like that's like, we, even though they showed that picture and it looked like we were getting married on the, on the reboot, but it was, <laughs> it was actually at his wedding. <laughs> we uh, had a pendant of life cake at my wedding. Oh, that's amazing. Cake. Yeah. So we've, we've truly been best friends for that long. And then that's why when he auditioned for season two, it was such a big deal for him to get on it because I had been on it and we had spent that time and there was competition. I remember even like, like call like his calling his mom, like when he was there filming that day and being like, Oh, how's he doing? And I remember she's like, Oh, I haven't, um, I'm getting updates, but I heard he made it to the temple. And I was like, I was kind of like low key, like, 
oh, that's kind of my thing. Like I wanted, like, I wanted to, to have done better, but like a, like a jerk friend, he's probably finding out this for the first time. Hey, <laughs> you, you can be happy and sad for someone, I suppose. There's still four seconds left behind you. Uh, here, let me change my virtual background so that's not distracting you. How's this? Not a distraction at all. Oh, my oh, that goodness. Is good. Well, now, now I can't. Olmec's talking just... into my mic. <laughs> oh, man. And Kirk is hey, reaching he, in. Kirk, checking Kirk, in. Kirk's giving me the smolder. <laughs> yeah, what is he doing to my headphones? <laughs> Let go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm at a loss for words. That's an amazing story, guys. Really cool. cool. Yeah. Really cool to hear how you got involved with the show and, you know, took a risk and got as far as you did. Um, I, I do have to ask, is there any difference were there like any noticeable differences when you were like competing for all the different challenges uh, between like the nineties Nickelodeon version of legends and the reboot on the CW? It's crazy. So it was different, but it was incredibly eerie how much of the same it was like if like Scott stone, Mark, like we got to meet him. The th it was, especially when we were on the steps of knowledge, I literally like the deja vu was oh, so yeah. ridiculously strong and just being around and just the, it, it was incredibly familiar. And it, it, that was probably like, the just those little thing. sense memory things of hearing the questions from Olmec, but um, not really hearing the production. You hear it different than you would on TV. You're hearing it yeah. from a, an actual speaker. And so it was so neat. It was like your own personal VIP Legend of the Hidden Temple tour. And D Baker was back there doing it the whole time. It was crazy. It was uh, yeah, surreal. Surreal to say the least. It was like yeah. one of those weird dreams you would have. Like I had a dream. I went back on Legends of the Hidden Temple 30 years later. Like anybody would care uh, that that about the show that, that happened so long ago. And then um, kind of died a little bit and then have that rebirth with gas and then just get this whole new fan base. But yeah, it was completely uh, it's surreal and, and very similar, but very diff, very, very different. Also, there's very right. different elements to it, like because it was much more like a shot, like, you know, a reality show yeah. versus um, the original, which was right. live, like the straight for, game up game show absolutely yeah like the yeah. moat when you're a kid like the moat like that took like that 30 seconds that it took to cry like that's mm -hmm. literally how long like that whole thing took where our moat i think probably took like two hours to film yeah that was so, really intense because you had to like um string the boat like uh, find the different bow pieces connect them to it uh to like that overhead thing and then cl uh, climb ashore hit the gong and then break the bow it was like it was like next level, like complicated with, yeah, with all it, the, you know, rigmarole with it all. Uh, no, and they, they explained the rules to you once before Olmec actually does, but it was so convoluted and detailed. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my We're goodness, what the heck are we supposed yeah. to do? But we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that yeah. it worked out, man. You kind of just, we figured it out as we did it versus understanding it, before we did it. It looks right. so much easier the way that, like, cause that the, the moat was however many feet deep that it, nobody's touching. So when you're like swimming out and we are not, we make joke, we kind of self-deprecate ourselves because we make fun of the fact that we're like the older and we're not like the most athletic and to have to like swim out and literally have, and trying to like connect ropes while you're treading water in the, and then like doing that under the stress. And, and yeah. uh, so it, it's a lot more challenging than it looks. And I'm, I'm not claiming that it's like American Ninja Warrior no. or anything like that. Although I will say there were, you know, like that first episode, you know, there's former American Ninja Warrior, former Survivor contestants. Like there's some like really professional, um, professional people, like, yeah. like physically fit people who couldn't, you know, it kind of shows, I think with legends, you have to be that Renaissance contestant who can, you know, it's a lot more than just be, you know, yeah, bringing be well muscle rounded. to it. Correct. You have to bring the, 
the, the trivia piece and then the teamwork and yep. the communication piece and the puzzle piece and all kinds of stuff to it. So, yeah, it, it felt like it was shot in the style of like wipeout. Yeah, uh, especially, especially with that big open outdoor set versus like a closed studio. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. You know, the what was weird is when we were on the um, on the original. You have a live audience. You hear the music. It's like competing at a live event. When you're when you were competing on the reboot, it it was dead silent, like silent, wow. um, which is very strange when you're in like a competition. I mean, you could hear it's great for you. It's, it's good when you're maybe something like the moat when you're communicating. Not so great if you're in the temple mm-hmm. and it's like it, it's almost like awkward. Like it's just dead yeah. silent while you're while you're running through where when I was a kid that that charge of energy you got like as soon as i right. still remember i can remember it like it was yesterday like running and then just jumping up in the cave of size and getting that little pop from the crowd and you know running into every room it, it was a whole different level it feels like you're in a gladiator arena in the 90s legends version because oh, yeah, you have all living, that extra yeah. energy just really filling you with adrenaline when you're going through it and then when it's a little bit more produced it's like well okay i'm gonna have to simulate this for myself i hope i can get through it <laughs> Because they need that silence for like the background music and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was just so all you can hear is just so because it looks I know it 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 was so exhausting like that temple like it it doesn't maybe when you watch it on TV it doesn't appear like that big but everybody on there like it's so winded it's I'm so you could even if you watch the episode you see how like winded we are after but even like that post interview which was a substantial amount of time later once again I'm not the most fit person but anybody you watch on that episode who's having every there you're just winded you're gassed like you um it 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 takes a lot out of you so i mean it's sort of the original though too i remember they yeah. had technical problems that day with some of the doors so the shoot day itself um of the reboot by no mean? means uh-huh and uh-huh. by no means complainingly so but it was long in the sense oh, of yeah. keeping your energy up mm-hmm. um you know and so they were they were sweet and served food and they knew that things were like taking a while but it was just it was that it was hard so thing of like day. contriving yeah. the energy when you were already there at like 5 a.m we were there 5 a.m we shot our temple wow. at 6 or 6 p.m 7 p.m so it's like the whole day and plus i was sick and uh oh. you know we're not making excuses if, no. like, <laughs> but, I mean, but it it's was, it's all the more impressive how far you got given the yes. circumstances yeah it, but it, it all i mean it, it was completely the experience of the lifetime and we still constantly just we will out of the blue what is like text each other and be like holy crap can you believe that we were like <laughs> on legends of the hidden temple not only was it kids but I got to be back on it and out of all the people in the world and you can't go one day on twitter without 20 people being like just randomly tweeting. I'm still pissed. I never got to be a contestant on legends of the Hidden temple. <laughs> like there's still, I've always and, wanted to be on it myself, but the problem was yeah. I was too young at the time when they're doing auditions, I was like five and you had to be like 13 or 10 was the bare minimum for a season. Yeah. One. It was like, so a little... I missed that. And then I didn't have a car at the time. So I couldn't like get to an airport to fly to LA to do the reboot, but it's okay. You guys did it. I can still live vicariously through you and Joe yeah. and anyone else who comes on our show. It was challenging too. I mean, we shot like, like the, so the, the originals and I'm sure we'll probably dive into the experience, but it was just one long day. Mm. I mean, the, the way the, the reboot shot, we were, we had to leave our family and our jobs and everything for like 10 11 days because mm-hmm. we like they basically they would shoot like two days of of moat like you know half the teams half the teams and then there's mm-hmm. like a day off and then they did all the teams of the steps of knowledge oh. then a like a day off and then they did like half the half the temple two days, yeah, of, temple two days of temple games and like a day off and then a, a temple so it was like, amazing when you kept winning but it was also like okay now i'm here 
I'm here longer and I'm here longer yeah. and longer. So, um, you know, it's hard, you know, Josh had his, his wife was eight months pregnant at the time and she let him go. And my wife was, you know, trying to balance work and our kid and stuff. So it's, we're, it's not, you're not a kid anymore, yeah. but it's like, you're trying to tell them, you know, like, like I told Josh, I'm like, man, we will, will for the rest of our lives regret yeah. not trying to seize that opportunity to do it again. Yeah. On a side note, it does make you feel manly when your beard grows between commercials. Like only five <laughs> minutes has passed. Are you, are you more it's... and more tan? That's the thing. Yeah, it's like from being out in the, in the desert, right? and, uh, and like by the time like you get to the temple, like you're just got a golden tan. Yeah. Now in the in the '90s, I, I pure speculation, but I'm assuming on the Nickelodeon version of Nickelodeon of uh, of Legends, you never got to see D. Bradley Baker. Did you oh. actually get to meet him during the reboot? Uh, I both. Uh, well, actually, Quite the opposite. The opposite. Actually. We actually had to meet him when we were kids. Really? But we didn't get to. We didn't wow. get to meet. We didn't get to officially meet him. Although we get to banter with him as Olmec, which is probably one of the coolest things. Oh man! After like, because I get after the like, we was. It was great. Like I, I think it was between. It was after like we won the the steps, but then after like the temple, we did. Uh, you know, we were just kind of talking trash to each other, and then yeah. I remember like we came out and and. Uh, he was, he was saying all kinds of things like, you'll we'll see you in 30 more years. Or, uh, and then he <laughs> said, uh, we're like, Oh my, you know, it's like, Oh, we, we lost the game. He's like, you're too slow. Yeah. <laughs> Certain things got edited out, but he definitely was bantering back as Olmec, which was awesome. But that's so cool. To Nick's definitely. point as kids, that's yeah. more so when they were there to entertain you almost because mm-hmm. you're kids. And so they, he did all these voices and he, he wasn't uh, anybody though. I mean, he, that was like his first, his like, because of, Scott Stone and their relationship. So when I was on, once again, not to back, but if we, when we talk about, or if we talk about the experience of going through it as a kid and yeah, being season one, especially since it was so different than probably most of the other kids, when they have to actually explain to you what the heck is going on and what you're going to be, what you're in for. But at one point he did come out and he even said, he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, Hey guys, how you doing? He was like really young deep. He wasn't like the, the legend that he is now. No, pun intended or maybe pun intended um but but he uh and I I junior. He the thing, yeah, where he did the, the where he blow like he says a stat he does like the national anthem where, like with his like blows his cheeks out and like sings it without like, moving his his mouth and i stuff. think but he did that on kids. what would you do actually he oh yeah. did his very first appearance say, was what oh. would you do yeah and i was in the audience for that episode no way if you look in the background um my friend Bob Brandenburg, who I'm friends with now, but back then I didn't know him. He was the audience warmer and he was Mark Summers. He looked a lot like Mark Summers. Oh. And the set looked a lot like it does on TV, but not quite. And it was just this crazy alternate universe. But anyways, on a <laughs> side note, yeah, I was actually in the audience for that with my cousin Scott, and my aunt Jackie, when that's D so cool. Baker was in it. And I think that's when they were in pre-production for Legends, which is why they discovered what? him to do that yeah. appearance on What Would You Do? One of the uh, perks of living in Orlando as kids is being Nickelodeon series. We lived at Universal, like when we were, we had the, you know, the, the annual passes and we would go all the time and, and, you know, whatever was filming. So I remember sitting in the, the audience for figure it out. Um, I remember being the one, something, some sort of big popcorn thing. Cause I remember they dropped all this popcorn and the whole studio smelled like, uh, oh, like wow. popcorn, but yeah, like all seeing all the live shows, but it was like Clarissa explains it all. And welcome freshman was like permanently always being filmed. Like every time you went, it was always the Clarissa set and sometimes so like cool. Nick arcade. But like, there's just, a, that was, you know, they, this is why millennials and I like, get some nostalgia because you think like, you can't recreate that now. Like there's- I know, just, we need a time machine really badly. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
just seeing the physical puppet. I mean, the set being so real and even in the new one, having it be a physical puppet was such a cool thing and not having it be just computerized. Right. Uh, And even the made for TV movie, it was a physical Olmec and they computered the lips, but it's so cool to see uh, love being given to it so many years later. But yeah, D Baker was there the first day and he was awesome and did all the voices that he's now famous for. But back then he had just been coming in from being an improviser at Epcot called uh, a troupe called the Anacomical Players. And he did uh, improv during the day and then got discovered uh, by knowing Kirk Fogg and Kirk suggested that he auditioned for the show. And then it all went from there. And if I'm completely wrong, believe me. (laughs) (laughs) D Bradley Baker and Kirk Fogg, if you're listening to this podcast episode, Please let us know if you'd like to be on our podcast. We'd love to interview you for a future Legends episode. <laughs> yeah, just come come on and set the record straight. Like those two there guys, you know what they're talking. About. <laughs> uh, well, well, given given the circumstances with like how how many experiences you had, like just going through all these different episodes of the show, um, did you learn like any valuable lessons that you took away from like doing the temple runs or going through the mm-hmm. steps of knowledge games like that? Like what really Definitely. stuck with you after you, after the show was over and you went home? Take well, the stairs, not the elevator. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> the elevator of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it sits with your heart when you're a kid, when you lose, especially the way that, you know, yeah. like we, we lost, but then that kind of hangs on your life. But, but then you're always like going through like, Oh, if I had one more chance. So I think that's what made us way more, competitive when as adults on the re because it's like we know like what it feels like to lose and yeah. like on it, it just and when you get this once in a lifetime um chance to like do it again so like that's that's what i think that's why i think we were able to beat athletic people like for half our age is because we were just <laughs> we just wanted more i think the our the orange iguanas who everybody we met there and the other contestants they're all amazing and and funny and and they made a joke at one point, they're like these two grown men really want to win this children's <laughs> yeah, game. Yes, and uh, which I, is don't epic. Blame I love them. it. <laughs> Those grown men really want to win this children's game, and frankly, we do too. And then, then they actually said, "They're like, and we actually, you know, we do too." But the, but it's so true. It's funny. That's literally how like they're sent back. And like, what do you hit? Like a couple of old guys, like just trying to like. It's like this is it this is all we got we like, never this. went there cocky we went there caring yes. and true to it but we were just like cool if we lose in moat we got to go and we got right. to see we got to meet uh scott stone the producer you know we got to be geeks and the more you got into it it's just like in a reality show you're like there much longer and finally by the end of it we're like we got to get through this temple <laughs> forget meeting this scott so we don't care you know and so yeah. by the, the longer you're in it the more you care and, right and well you just it. like get through that next step and i remember we kept talking about like the steps of knowledge was like on the, on the rewards of the worst. We're like, we don't want to lose on the, on the steps, you know, yeah. like, because the steps are the worst and the steps are the scariest. I'm both. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't know it going in. Cause once again, I didn't know what I was doing on the first episode on the first season, but go the, there's a variable you can't control in the, in the steps of knowledge, which is like yeah. the fact that, especially in the adult version where there's a good chance that everyone's probably going to know the answer or at least get a good guess at it. So it really comes down to trying to hit the buzzer mm-hmm. and, and getting in, but, and it's kind of a luck thing in a, in a sense. So it's like something, it's a way that you can go home where that's outside of your control. Like I can control what happens in the mode. I can control the temple games, right. uh, even the, the temple, but I can't control necessarily that I'm going to be able to, to out buzzer somebody right, or something yeah. like that and we thought the same thing like with the with the temple games we're like man i hope it doesn't end in a tie i told uh i told josh if, if we would have ended up in a tiebreaker for the temple games no matter what 
I'd like um, immediately when they do the question, we're, we're slapping in because if I go home, it's going to be because I didn't know the answer. I'm not going to go home because I didn't hit a but- button right. fast enough. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather hit it and not know and go home that way. So thank God it didn't come down to that. <laughs> Ravana sends a demon to distract Sita, disguised as a golden what? The king banishes Rama to which of these locations? How many heads does Ravana have? Known for its huge musical productions, India's film industry is often referred to as what? And it looked like you were tap dancing there. Love it. Love the fashion. I think even as kids, I think we both, at least like it, it, you figured you'd be sad losing, but like, even as a kid, I was like, oh, at least it's good TV. It was at the last second and same yeah. thing with this, like. It was truly at the end. It was I was looking to see like what would be edited, and it was all the way it like really actually happened it's, as far as the time and that close it, to the end. So at the very so least, good. it's good television. Yeah, it, it was so like that's the one thing too. It's like we, like I, I told Josh, I was like I'm almost almost happy we if we would have won, especially if it was like within a second. I, I feel like people would have called shenanigans. Like, what are the odds these guys are going to come back? They're going to be the best friends. They make it to the temple, and then they make it out with one second left. That would have been like the like the the, the script. It's, it's almost more the, like the the heartbreaking thing that we we lose. But the integrity of like Scott Stone and the producers of the show and the games and the like those like it was hardcore. They don't play. There's no. It, it shot like a reality show, but it's not like a, a reality show. Like in the, there was an issue in the moat where they had to fix some, some ropes and they made us sit there and like, you had to stop right where you are. You couldn't talk. You had to sit in silence. You couldn't even look at your partner because you would be giving them, you know, potentially like strategizing where everything froze. Um, same thing, like with um, like the temple games, like when they, when they explained that everything was very, very legit by the book. And, and uh, so that, that was, something that that i was impressed with you know it wasn't like it wasn't done up for for ratings or like they didn't push because honestly they had contestants on that show that if they would have made it through like a former there's a former survivor contestant um there was a couple musicians that that are like really popular and and most of the most famous people that were on the reboot probably never knew about it because they kind of fell off early and i'm sure if the producers or something kind of like made it so they, they had an edge or something they would have done that because it would have made better ratings if like that person was had won the show and they could yeah. promote it so um we just lucked out that we made it so um but they honestly christina or uh, christella sorry christella <laughs> christella didn't even know who's amazing by the way uh didn't and hilarious and uh but she didn't they didn't really realize it until temple games that we were actually former contestants ah. uh, that it, that it was. And she was kind of talking about it before they filmed the steps of knowledge. She's like, can you guys believe you're here talking to the, the, those of us up there as we're about to shoot? Like, can you like, she grew up and she was a super fan. She geeks out. She would geek out with all, all of us. And uh, she's like, can you actually believe you're up there? Isn't this a dream come true? And Josh and I, and I, I was like, should I say anything? Like you kind of been here, <laughs> but uh, we, we didn't uh, say anything. It wasn't up until um, the, you know what? Honestly, I remember what it was. It was when we won the Temple Games, I was and, say and, then, and, then, Temple, and then the, the orange Temple iguana games. said, um, "All right, you know, don't screw it up this time," or, or something along those lines. And I remember Christelle was like, well, "You guys were on the show before," and it, it was just kind of all clicked to her. But it was point being that it wasn't painted like up until that point we were just another contestant. Right. It was like the it was just our drive and our our luck got us that far, and then. 
uh, Marcus. It was all post-production. Yes, Marcus is versus he loved it. Annoying. That was his favorite. Scott loved that we were back on. He thought it was cool. You didn't make a big deal of it. Marcus Fox, the uh, producer, uh, he loved the fact that we had been on it. He had the CW people were there one time uh, before the Temple Games. Like, hey, go go talk to them. And and uh, and then when we were after we shot, like he was the one who had, he had text us. He's like, oh, I really had to pull some punches with Nickelodeon to get those clips of our original show on the on the reboot but that was for me the whole experience was worth it that little package that they showed right before we uh you know right before we ran there in the temple so which was really cool yeah definitely i was i was i tell you something you know i was i was going into the the reboot a little bit cautious because i didn't know how like how faithful it would be to the original or if they changed too many things that it would disorient me Uh, but aside from like the whole reality tv kind of format added to it i was i was thoroughly impressed and blown away with how far you guys went and just i could feel that drive and and that fighting spirit that like i would have if i were on the show too that you guys you know just it took it to the next level so i give you mad respect you know win lose or draw um that you're able to accomplish as much as you did dude and the show just being made thank you for saying that and just the show being made itself was crazy for the time frame because that was daily covid testing that was in the middle of all that it was was a huge thing yeah because i think there's like we're just like you guys like monster legends fans so it's like of course like when you you didn't hear the original music you know you're trying to like yeah like oh i wanted the music or or like the live crowd or like i thought that like when when kirk um which is a whole other thing but we didn't know that was going to happen but Mm -hmm. the but if if like kirk was there to have him like that was like the one thing common uh kirk doing play by play of the live yeah. stuff is like where that's where he shines that's his his thing so um it would have been cool in those episodes when he was there to like actually because that's like the one live live thing that you can like really oh yeah um, you know you, you don't have to do it in post you don't have to like kind of go back like you can actually call it as it goes through and and uh, that would have been a cool like a nostalgic thing not that Christelle is not amazing at doing it but it's just right. like you know the, the show was i mean you got to it's created for fans of legends like millennials and who have now have families and and will kind of bring their families to kind of watch it and, and get them psyched about it too but those little nuggets of nostalgia are uh are really cool so when they can add them like the original buzzer you know those two buzzers they had for after the temple games one of them was real from the 90s one of them was a recreation i noticed that i thought that was a nice touch like a little easter egg yeah, he had another friend that worked on the set and had it sitting in his garage since the 90s, as well as a pendant of life. So they took the negative for the, the pendants that they had in the new show from an original pendant. Wow. And wow. so all the stuff is made with love and actually from molds of the originals, which was a really cool touch, especially geeks like us, where yeah. there's a lot of, oh, like yeah. we mentioned, professional contestants there that care about being on the show, but maybe more so care about the prizes. Right. For us, literally, it was like, Cool. Is Steve Baker the, here? Do we get to meet Scott? Can we tell all these people who did Fun House and all these awesome other shows we watched as kids how much we love their work? So it, authenticity it, it, goes a long way. It's it's yeah. all the experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm blown away. This is just just a treat and a delight to hear another side of legends just through all these different um episodes that we're gonna review. Do you still have any of the prizes or did you, what was it like to like enjoy the prizes that you got from the show for any, any of the three episodes? No, the big prize. Well, um, for, for my prize from the original, um, I got a telescope. It was a Bushnell telescope. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, you know, it's interesting when you're a kid, once again, first season, you didn't really know, but you get like, you heard the, the, the prides, like you didn't hear just like, um, just like in the, in the reboot, like the contestant, the only prizes you really know is like when you get to the temple, cause you never heard any of the other stuff until it airs. So mm-hmm. it was funny. If you would have saw my face as a kid, um, I'm like, uh, all right, cool. Cause they had a little TV monitor there and they're like, okay. And you, you know, for your efforts, you'll be handsomely rewarded. Here's how, and you're like kind of looking at the, uh, the monitor and it's like, okay, just for getting into the temple, you'll both be getting the Bushnell telescope. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then they're like, oh, if you reach <laughs> the item, you'll be getting a Magnavox uh, boombox. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, and if you get the right item, you get out of the temple and then with us three minutes, you're going to win a trip to Bush Gardens. And I was like, what the hell? The Bush Gardens. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, you're already there. Before me, the episode before me, a trip to jamaica yeah and i was competing for a trip to bush gardens and uh i mean i guess it's, I, but the, i did get the telescope but it was it was fine i ended up um my grandma bought it from me to give to my cousin or something like oh. a little bit later i was in like he a, sold his telescope sold to it. his grandma yeah. and she uh, hinted at being tough on cash and he still <laughs> sold it i didn't uh you know i the whole time though i was just wondering like oh am i gonna get all the other prizes uh before like because yeah. i always think even in the reboot i kind of thought that would have been cool i really would have wanted one of those scooters yeah uh, but uh um the the interesting thing is that the one of the biggest misconceptions and the biggest jokes and you gotta laugh about it are the prizes of legends and people are like oh they were competing for box of nerds or a can of tuna fish and <laughs> that's all from nickelodeon gas that's doc holiday yeah doing commercials yeah in those pieces the only in those Nick Gass, the only prizes that remained were the original uh, or the, the the temple prizes. All the other prizes were literally mini commercials. So when people are like, oh, those kids were out there for, you know, a, a box of nerds, it's like, well, they're just advertising nerds. They right. don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. They, they basically won. Uh, it was usually like yeah, a savings, a savings bond. bond from Nestle Quick or um, but it was still crap prizes, but it wasn't like a yeah. can of tuna. It was. <laughs> hey, I'd still eat it. <laughs> I, was like, I want it. I got lunch for today. I'm good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't care nobody's out there for the prizes in the reboot no, like i mean no. don't get me wrong my our, i think our wives were kind of like you know i really gotta win the prizes like especially like when you you know it's like an adult show and then there's but we didn't know even you could take all this time up to go out here and do the show you better come back to something yeah we only knew the grand prize though when we when we went to the reboot it was uh nobody we didn't know any of the prizes leading up and it wasn't until um and we didn't know any of the once you get to it and we still thought that we would get I thought I'd get two prizes because I, you know, thinking of the old school way, we were, we've always talked about it. Like up until after we shot until it aired, we we're like, what are we going to get? Cause we knew the grand prize was the 25 K, mm-hmm. but we didn't know what the getting in and then getting to the item was, which were the two, two things that we thought we would win. So we were talking about, it. I'm like, Oh, it's probably going to be, you know, like a uh, adventurous. So we're thinking maybe it, we're like, Oh, it could have been, maybe it's like a cruise or something, you know, it's mm-hmm. like a little cheaper than we were trying to think of stuff. that's like, and then we saw there was a review of the reboot, like a, of the premiere and like they kind of spilled the beans of like what uh, it was so i remember i i text josh I'm like oh i think we won 10k <laughs> yeah i didn't even know to the first night yeah the premiere. Wow. wow i forgot about that yeah so wow. exciting yeah no, it, was, it was only my wife was happy. so cool <laughs> so yeah our reactions on the show it's d baker just making up yeah. prizes like a can of deluxe peanuts <laughs> with all the nuts, nuts removed and there's a whole like, case yeah, of them terrific. straight from costco right, right. <laughs> <laughs> forget your allergy and enjoy these deluxe nuts and we're like yeah and then they edited like we're hearing ten thousand dollars but we're reacting to like d baker making up some weird right right i love that i mean it's just cheese 
It's, but, it's part of the legends charm. You got, you got to love it either. Oh, way. it's so fun. And yeah. I do want to say, cause I don't think we, I think we mentioned before we, we started, but these are the original 90 shirts behind us just for anybody who, who thinks that they don't exist. We're, we're, I'm eventually, I've been wanting, I've been saying I want to get it framed for like years and then finally get this one. Like, Oh, I want to get framed. But I'm like, well, what if we get on again? We can, up, well, we can update our LinkedIn profiles as like probably legends employees. And then, right. We, but Professional then we can, contestants. Uh, yeah. I was like, if they, if they, if they want like a, you know you never know life's crazy but i would like to get them eventually for frame but we do have the originals from the 90s they still kind of fit we wore them like when we had to do our audition tape for uh our fitness test thing and it, well, we would still wear them out even um like if they're like a we had like a 90s concert thing or stuff like that you know we could get a replica but you know that went what fun is that and these are the actual real ones as yeah. well from the reboot so right pretty cool well, I only have replicas just to get into the spirit, and I was too young to be on the show. Yeah. But uh, did you just judge your replica? Maybe it's a little worn, and the yellow's not quite the same tint. But uh, you know, I like your replica; it keeps Thank the you. dream alive. Well, I got have sold his telescope to a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> binoculars it's oh, okay I binoculars I don't, I don't have them anymore yeah, i gave okay. them to nick's grandma to get the money to buy nick's telescope from him. <laughs> either that or like to use the binoculars to look into the telescope <laughs> i'm get shocked people close. who lose their shirt like even like when you when you guys interviewed uh uh joe joe joe, joe true uh about how he's like oh people like lose their shirts and it's like for us we we're just such geeks like it was such a, an amazing thing. And that was like really the one prize was your shirt. I was like, shocked yeah. we got to keep it. In fact, when we were on the reboot, I didn't, we weren't hundred percent sure they were even going to let us keep it. We didn't know. I was like, Oh gosh, I, I, I would die if I couldn't keep that. <laughs> like, that's all I cared about. But right. when I was a kid, I had my shirt. There's, there's actually little pinholes in it. Cause I had it pinned to my wall, oh. like hung on my wall with like with push pins for like almost all my childhood. So I, nothing was happening to that shirt. It's okay. It's uh, battle scarred. I mean, yeah, nothing beats having you know the badge of honor from that experience. So right. it's, it's just great to see that it's still alive and looking great on on your wall over there. Yeah. Cool. All right, Alex. If you're ready, let's head to the Hidden Temple with our first episode review. Which one are we gonna hear today? The Legend of Henry VIII's Great Seal. Are we ready, teams? Are you ready, Olmec? This rock is ready to roll. On your mark, get set, go! So with our first episode, we have Henry VIII's Great Seal, which aired in Season 1, Episode 16, on January 23rd, 1994. It's production number 16, broadcast number 32, and completion number 14, if that matters to any of you Legends geeks out there. (laughs) And this might matter too. That was the fourth day of production because they did four shows a day back then. Right. So that was the last show of the day of the fourth day of production. Yeah, you must have been uh, real tired back then do, doing a temple run at like 11.30 p.m., huh? It, it actually wasn't that. It was late, but it wasn't It wasn't one of the super, super late ones. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like there were, we still had an audience. You know the super late ones because there's no audience. Right. Because uh, like the, the, the tour is closed. So they pipe in the, the, the cheers, but there's nobody in the crowd. Gotcha. Interesting. Good to know. Well, let's uh, jump right into the moat here for Henry VIII's Great Seal. Uh, So Nick is on a raft that he has to paddle across the moat while his partner pulls the raft back to cross as well. Uh, Once both cross, they must hit the gong to move on to the next round. Silver Snakes, which is Nick's team, is the first across to hit the gong. The other team, three teams that make it are Red Jaguars, Blue Barracudas, and Green Monkeys. Nick, what was it like to blaze across the moat on that raft? It was 
it was, it was, it was, it, ha- it all happened so fast. And, uh, I don't, I don't know if you want me to tell you about how, like, they kind of told us like what was happening with the, with the oh, show, yeah. like when we arrived, whatever. We're, um, we're down. Yeah. oh yeah. Well, just speaking like, once again, first season, nobody knows what the heck's going on. So they, when I arrive and this is just pre-facing and I'll get to the, to the moat, like, uh, I'll take it right to the moat piece, but we arrive at, you know, they kind of shuttle us in and immediately take us to like this, like in the trailer, but it's like this conference room, like there's a big marker board on the wall and we're all kind of in there. We don't know what's going on. And, um, they get the marker board and they're like, all right, cool. All right. This is like a, this is a new show where it's going to be like a, like a team event. And it's going to start out with, you know, six teams of two. And then they're drawing it out. Like, or like they put like a little thing, like moat and you get past here. And then you're going to be going, you know, teams of four, you have like some uh, trivia and you get here, you're going to, and he's like, if you get through there, you're going to have lunch. And then we are, you know, like to the, you know, the temple games. And then you'll go down. One person's going to make it to the very end thing. And immediately as a kid, I'm like, the first thing I thought about, I was like, Oh God hope I get lunch. Like, that's, that's all, that's all, like literally that was my goal for the day. I was like, I just want to make it to lunch. I get some lunch. And so then they're like shooting around. Like, they're like, okay, we're going to read off the, the, the names of the, and, and that's another thing, how, you know, completely it's complete BS. If anyone's like, Oh, I was in legends when I was in the nineties and me and my best friend, and I know you weren't because like, that's not how it worked. You know, we were, they was a randomly assigned partners. We, um, it was based on, you know, in fact, all the, all the shows, if they saw their cast, like their cast kind of like kids about the same size, same athletic mm-hmm. level. Um, and Josh will tell you a really fun story about what happened on his legend a temple that, uh, is pretty unknown where, Let's just say we're not the only guys who have ever been on more than one episode of, oh, of Legends. Okay. Um, so the so anyway, so we get through and then he calling out the names and now he's like, oh, Nick, Nick and uh, Shay, you're Silver Snakes. We like look and she was sitting across the room. You know, I, I was just as socially awkward then as I am now. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, you know, meeting somebody and knowing and it makes it more challenging. We don't know them. It was different for Josh and I. Josh and I were best friends on the reboot and it was um, to be able to compete like that, we know we're giving it all, but like, I don't want to let him down, but I really don't want to let a stranger down more so than him. Like where it's different. Yeah. So we had talked and, and we, we connected and she was really cool when I was uh, a kid. But so then once again, not knowing what it is. So when we got in, this is a, my lifelong dream of being on a Nickelodeon game show. So I just feel like some of the kids and, you know, they're kids and they just don't take it as if you're, if you're not a geek like that, this is like, that's why I think people love legends It's because a geek can do well you don't have to be like some like the guts kids who are like okay well they're a little bit more athletic or things like that but you know you you just everyone's got a shot you just got to give it your all and, and yeah and uh so like that was like the thing i just remember being there i'm like i'm going you know to the time i'm going balls out like this is like i'm go and so when they put us on the raft and then they're like go i mean i just remember i just remember like just going as hard as i could and then if you watch it too like when i get it really excited at the end i almost like fall off I could I could have owned ledges at Hen Temple because I'm right by the ledge because you didn't even notice that the steps were behind me and it's like the little where the buzzer is and the little chains. Yeah. And she comes in. I get so excited. I'm like, yeah. And like I step back and then there's there's literally a drop off there because the, the little chain things end and I'm on the right. thing. And if I would have like got excited and stepped back, I would have probably would have fell about right because you know, the steps and knowledge don't feet. don't go that far. Correct. Yeah. There was no knowledge. It was it was just a, a drop off point. Right. So. Um, fun fact but but yeah it was it all went that went super quick and when i say it went super quick i mean i don't think the whole thing took like 20 seconds and then it was like all right and then we went back to the holding pen green room right after it was done that's really interesting because i remember joe saying that um from episode five that some of the moat sequences like took forever because they had to reshoot it either like because kids kept like falling in and you know they had to speed things up for the sake of yeah. time of the show 
Um, but it's I guess it, it really just depends on it, like what method you have to cross the moat because a raft seems self-explanatory. Because the raft was a super, super so easy. simple one. Yeah, we, I, lucked, I lucked out on that. And, and they, when they have like different, um, the special difficulty when I've heard that that's happened. And plus, uh, I think Joe was on season three, which then they had the MTV producer. They were going kind of like a little, you know, like they're like, okay, we're going to get a little bit more fancy with the, with yeah. the moat stuff. Yeah. Season one was like very bare bones, yeah. but yeah, like if, if there was some, I've heard there were some episodes where like literally the kids couldn't just couldn't do it. It took them forever. Like they couldn't, then that's when they had to kind of maybe have to stop and help them or reset stuff. And I didn't experience anything like that. Ours was very simple. It, it took 20 seconds um, it, you know, it took 20 seconds. The 20 seconds of the show was like the, the, the right. full length. Well, that, that's a relief to hear maybe because of all that extra foliage and fog and atmosphere, it just made it more yeah. distracting or more intense. And the free, them. free holding camera. Like they didn't, right. like, <laughs> they, they they didn't want to fall on the, the cameraman in the moat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Um, well, with that being said, we'll move on to the steps of knowledge. Uh, basically the, this is how I interpret it. When I watched the episode, you can correct me if I am wrong, but the seal had nothing to do with the legend. It was more focused on Henry the eighth's insecurities and how his dissatisfaction with having everything made him so fat that he had to be buried in a coffin, the size of a small piano. Uh, Nick was first to ring in on the first question. The second question and his female partner, Shay got the fourth question, bolting them to the bottom of the steps first. Blue barracudas steadily cut through the red jaguars and green monkeys with their steady responses. Silver snakes and blue barracudas advanced to the temple games. Uh, anything that stands out to you from the steps of Absolutely. knowledge when you did it? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it they very um, generously edited that because I rang in on literally, I was making them so upset. I rang in on every question. Like, and there's so many that I just was getting wrong and guessing and they weren't. And it was like, and then the funny thing is, it's like, we talk about tips and we were going to do it. They, they kind of stopped it though, from like on the, on the, the reboot, like, cause that, that's the, the other kids, there's so many questions. They asked every question and I would keep stomping in and guessing but then the other kids never like said anything like they could have like overtook me so then they end up when we watched and they aired they aired all out so it made me look really smart and made me look like it went really, but there's probably at least four or five other questions that i had answered that i got wrong but then no, nothing else happened because nobody mm -hmm. else you know chimed in and, and guessed after the fact or or if they or i don't mean if they could have but yeah there's more questions to that for sure and then you can see how excited i was because like if you see on the bottom step like i i so embarrassing when you watch it but it's um <laughs> i'm like whispering to to shay like my partner like the answer is like oh i know like when they're asking the other kids and we already won <laughs> so like uh was, i was just so excited to uh uh to play but it, but it was uh yeah it wasn't that it wasn't quite that fast but it, it was uh it, it was cool that's good especially it sounded like you had uh quick reflexes too yeah once again you know it's we're in there to play games. We're there like, well, we are there to play a game. And that's the thing. It's like, I will say that even as a kid and as an adult, like when it comes like, this is, if you're passionate, you're excited to be there. And I couldn't fathom like not being excited to, to be there and, and be all in when you are playing. Definitely. Yeah. And I think that passion definitely shines through when you're like so focused and determined that you'll do anything to get as far as you can. And yeah. other kids, it's just like, well, I guess I'm going to go home with that box of nerds that I've, I've seen on TV. <laughs> and well, for us, we didn't even know at, at the time, but, but they did read us also before we walked in. Uh, they, so they, they had the legend on a piece of paper and one of the producers read us the legend um, before we walked into the studio. So we heard the legend twice. We heard it once read by the producer and then we went in there and then Olmec read it again. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. At least you're somewhat familiar with it. So it's like priming you to answer the questions. Yeah. This is just like being shell shocked by, wait, I have to do history now. I thought sure. I'm here to play games. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the questions too, you could tell like there was like uh, questions like uh, bloody mayor. There's questions that didn't relate to the temple, which is a yeah. little less likely for the, but that's because I rang in on all the good questions and <laughs> screwed it up. So like by the time they're showing those, they're, they're reaching into like the grasping at straws of right, some of the right. questions. <laughs> but like I said, there were a lot of questions that, 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 that I, you know, made useless. Olmec's probably like, what is earth with this kid? <laughs> yeah, this He's kid ruining like, my questions. <laughs> that's like, they literally changed the rules, I think, because of that. <laughs> and shout out to the blue barracudas in the scene, uh, because they went from dead last. Everybody had moved up at least a step or two, and they went from last to being in the final two to go into the tumble game. So shout out and to them. That was yeah, really there's impressive. no reason that, that he should have not beaten me. Like, that. that kid was yeah uh jordan i think it was his was his name and and i still remember i'm like man he was he was a competitor i i 100 thought i was going to lose to the blue barracudas <laughs> well on that note let's uh head to the temple games to see how well, first we have lunch it was all um, oh, right right pizza, it was uh <laughs> pizza hut bigfoot pizza once again mm-hmm. aging oh, bigfoot man. pizza google yeah. it it was oh, uh, I know exactly nothing, what nothing that like is. Nothing like eating a big, yes. big, Bigfoot pizza before going to compete. Pizza Hut has gone Hollywood. Bigfoot! With a blockbuster Bigfoot movie deal. Now, every time you buy a Bigfoot pizza, you get a coupon for one free movie rental with Blockbuster with any other movie rental. So make it a Blockbuster night with Bigfoot. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My plastic surgeon thanks you. It's a Blockbuster deal from Pizza Hut. Did that make uh, you feel like tired or logy? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're charged up. You're a kid. But uh, yeah, it would now for sure. So uh, after we gobbled up our Bigfoot pizza and drank some Coke out of a straw... Uh, yeah. We head back to the <laughs> studio for the Temple Games. Coca-Cola, I mean, not the other stuff. <laughs> um, uh, so so I, th- I thought this was interesting. Nick, rather than me just read off my notes, do you want to talk about your mini interview of Kirk Fogg before the Temple Games begin? Oh, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, first and foremost, um, this, this show aired. This yeah, this show aired or it filmed August 10th, 1993. And I remember that for a very specific reason is it was six days before my 13th birthday. Mm. And I remember I went to the, when we were there and we were going to, and this is season one. I think season one is the only one where we actually got to do interviews. And they were like, this is not a good idea. Yep. We should not let these kids talk. <laughs> I, I might've been a reason for that too. And, uh, but, but they came to me and I remember I, I was like, Hey, can I, can I say I'm 13? Because when this airs, I'm going to be 13. Cause it, and I, I like the, the look that they gave me like, whatever kid like you say what like you literally say whatever you want he says but, it in the shadows yeah. like under a foliage listen yeah it's, listen. it's like i thought i was being so like sinister about it but they they asked us a, they, they asked us a couple things prior like said hey you know what's a couple interesting things and i was like one i was like uh oh you know i do these comedy skits and i did like a little couple like like talent show things and then i was like oh i play soccer but thank god they didn't pick that one because i didn't really play soccer that'd be more so appropriate I was for like, guts. More, yeah i was like <laughs> I, I so of course they went for that and like when kirk was there and that was the, that was the moment that uh that was obviously the first time i really mean kirk i actually never saw kirk i didn't know who up until the steps of knowledge like i i didn't know who he was i kind of heard someone i didn't you know, I've never seen the show. So I didn't know like anything about the host until steps to knowledge, but anyways, he was super cool. He, uh, he kind of talked to us before and he's like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to talk about this, uh, you know, comedy skits thing. And 
I mean, when, when the interview, yeah, I just, I clammed up. I mean, I was nervous. I was like so nervous as if you couldn't tell. <laughs> that was some heavy stuff about a, a kid who felt the world was corrupt and yeah, they just like kept letting me going. It's like when they put the microphone in your face and you're just kind of like, uh, uh, and then you, do you hear the one clap in the yes. audience? Yes. It, yeah. It's like, I think it's like epic. <laughs> like, you know, women are better. Woo. <laughs> that one guy, your comedy script really one, spoke yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta put this in, Alex. On the right over here, we have Nick. And how old are you, Nick? Thirteen. And uh, I heard you like to write comedy skits. Yeah. Um, I like to do them in the interim contests and stuff. Uh huh. What's your favorite skit? Well, I did one where this um guy was mad at civilization. Well, um, mad at the world because everybody thought that women were better at cooking, so he tried to prove it and. It was really messed up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's fun to look back at now, but at the time I was just like, and then with the big glasses, just, yeah. I think it pulls the whole thing together. Oh yeah. Total, totally nineties. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> I love it. I love it though. It's in, it's cheesy in all the right ways. Um, so for the first temple game, uh, we have crown six Queens and then second was maneuver the forest and third is transfer the cloth. So it was an interesting story about, uh, the, so the temple games, when we saw them, the two individual ones. So there was the one, uh, there was the one with the bubbles where they put Mr. Bubbles down, the one that that I ended up doing, and then mm-hmm. the one with this with the with the bamboo stick. And I made it very. Um, so I made a deal with my partner because we both wanted to do none of neither of us wanted to do the, the stick. We're like we 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 both want to be on double dare, and that was the closest thing we were going to get to double dare was getting right. to run around those bubbles on the on the thing. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Um, if I get to, do, if you let me do this temple game, I'll let you go first in the temple. If we make it there. Remember what I said earlier, I thought Jordan was winning. I didn't think we were making it to the temple. I just wanted to do the, the bubbles. Right. So um, <laughs> we, we did. Uh, so that's why, ended, that's how we chose is we both wanted to do the, the, the crowning, the, the Queens or Kings. And, uh, and I, I made the agreement and that's ended up, that's also why she ended up going first in the temple was based on that deal. I love that you actually, actually knocked over, Kirk Fogg, well, pulled yeah. him down, I should say. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but that just goes to show how slippery these kinds of things are. Yeah, uh, he took a pretty nasty spill there. Yeah, they surprisingly they didn't they didn't edit out a, a couple things that you thought they would like me pulling down. But then I feel like leaving him hanging on the high five was like the like right right before <laughs> yes. the right after we won and we we're going to the temple and like it's like the famous <laughs> like, because, like it's. Uh, I'm like, wow, <laughs> go to the next temple game. <laughs> and you probably so. had no idea when you filmed it, but when you watched it, no, did you notice it then? Yeah, no, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I said, it's right after we win the final temple game and we finally were going to temple and I, I was just so beyond excited. And I, I just went right for, uh, I, apparently I looked like I was attacking Shay, but I'm like, <laughs> and, and like all over, but, but I, but I wasn't even like looking at Kirk, but he was like, he put his, you know, if you if you haven't seen or didn't notice it, it's, it's worth a watch. It's, it's kind of like the couple, the bigger things that talk about is like him falling on his butt and uh, leaving him hanging. Yeah. Kirk was on that first season too. He was like, I'm not saying like he got work, but at the same time, he was just a young guy. Like, I think it was like his first big year. So he was having as much fun as the rest of it. Like it was, it'd be like if one of, you know, you can't, you're like, that's like a, a, being a host of a Nickelodeon game show is probably just a, you know, a lot cooler than even being a contestant. So the, sometimes people have asked like, Oh, you know, was he mad? Like he was like a, 20 something year old kid. He was just having a, he was having a black, he was living his yeah. best life. Like, I don't think he was sweating any of that. 
And going back to going back to the thing where you had made mention of your surprise that they didn't cut out some of the things, those things is what helped make those shows so memorable. Absolutely. It was fully it it was like real time. Everything was shot like in real time. And I know it's jumping ahead, but even like at the end, like when I jumped out of the temple, like there was no time to react. They're like, get to Kirk, get to Kirk, get to Kirk. Like they like ran over. So like get to him to like do the wave goodbye because everything was time like like live like a live show unless something really messed up like gameplay wise rules wise or calling the wrong winner like they never mm-hmm. stopped so that's why so many like slips of yes. wording like mm-hmm. tongue twisters mm-hmm. like things you'd think they would reshoot they are so tied to those four yeah. shows a day and trying to do it within the Universal Studios yeah. park hours to have an audience there mm-hmm. and so they they made that pressure on Kirk the. F- first season especially when he had yeah. to do the rules and then they finally gave it to Olmec season two and three but yeah. he had a lot to do in the first season they were even yeah. setting stuff up like you'd see him like they're, they're like getting us ready for the game and he's like okay looks like we're uh just about ready they're they're right okay, right they're coming you, out so it's like literally like they're airing like yeah like they're like they're airing like as we're getting ready like that's stuff that would never you know exist today like where yeah. it's you know like they're there but it made it so like just made you feel like you're there like like you said it's part of the charm of like the yeah original and, and those types of shows they were so right like real like it wasn't yeah it was know. transparent yeah yeah and it made you feel like you were there too which is why right a lot of it's like things... like i can do this that's why every kid watching like i can do it it wasn't something surmountable like i could get out there and kill it exactly if they can't do competitive things at the very least they know they can leave someone hanging on high five so like next episode <laughs> just has so much it's a special that kind you can of talent build to. yeah right Cool. Well, uh, let, let's move on to the Temple Run then, because uh, uh, as we know, Silver Snakes won the won the Temple Games with one and a half pendants. Yes. Cool. Uh, so shocker. That was a shocker because if we watched it in our final Temple game, we didn't know. Like we we thought we were struggling because if you just watch us, because we're only focused on each other, yeah. And we're butting the heads, and there was a couple that we. You know, like the, a time when we weren't transferring, it took us two or three times to get the one. So we didn't think we won at all because we weren't even watching we didn't realize how much they were struggling at all and right after that that final one like they had them like holding up the the the, the cloths and we it kind of clicked and that's why i think there's so much excitement and leaving kirk hang because i was so because it wasn't anticipated at all it was a complete blindside that we actually won we had no idea how much they were struggling on their side we were just zoned in on each other yeah, yeah. Shay, Shay had screamed with uh, glee when that had happened as well yeah and the silver snakes had four that means that the silver snakes which Definitely. further goes to prove your point of how real shocking it was shocking we we did not expect it at all moving on to the temple what was your strategy going into the temple and yeah. you want to walk us through like what happened with you and shay and sure. just kind of like what it was like to be in that moment of course yeah so they they do uh tour they toured us through the temple you know, take us through each room, show it. But once again, never seen the show. Season one, I had no idea. This is like, it's like going through, like, how on earth are we going to, we're going to remember this. I was doing my best to like, remember what everything was in the room. And one side note, and this is kind of the interesting, I didn't know what a seal was. It was Henry the Great Seal. I had no idea. All I kept thinking about was a kid, like, or, 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 like a seal. <laughs> There's your great seal, so, Alex. <laughs> and uh, it was... So I'm kind of like the whole time too, I was like, and I was so nervous to ask. I never asked. So, and I also never asked um, whether the, the, the temple, I I didn't know if the item would be like hidden, like finders keepers, or if it was just going to be there. And I never asked. And that was something I took into, I was like, Mm. but if I ever get the chance to do this, I would just ask questions because in the back of my head, I'm almost like, 
if I show up, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm looking for. And I, I never ask the question. So, so one thing to your earlier question, what you learned between the first yeah. and this yes, first episode. Ask. And we did. So we we asked a ask. lot of questions Good. on the reboot about the games because we don't want to go in blind. But yeah, they tore us through. And once again, not having any idea. It was like it was like the strangest thing. But it, it does actually feel. I mean, it's it's big, but it also like is kind of it feels smaller when you're when you're in it when you're. Mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. But we we went through all the rooms, did the tour, then we went back to the green room, and he goes just a piece of paper, and it has all the rooms like in it, like a map, and he goes that and a marker, and they're like, okay, well. You guys sit here. You guys can, you know, path, you know, strategize your path. And I remember we sat there and Shane and I looked at each other and we we're like, well, if one door doesn't open, this whole thing is yeah. worthless. So yeah. we kind of threw the paper, we threw the paper and we watched MTV and the, <laughs> and just hung out because we didn't even do it because we thought we, we, there was no point because we knew that there was the, the path would kind of be dictated or thrown yeah. completely yeah. off the course. So that was the, the extent of the, so in the interview, before we go in, you can see like Kirk's like, Oh, what's your strategy? And, and, uh, we had the one thing we, we did agree on, like I said, uh, Shay was going first. So that was because of our previous deal and that we were going to enter in the uh, cave of size. Ironically, because we thought that if we went and the stairs, there's a temple guard. We had no idea that they would even put a temple guard inside there. I will say that before we filmed or before we filmed it, like before when they were placing the temple guards, they already knew which way we were going in. So I'm throwing it out yeah. there that they kind of, that we, they, had, they already said that we knew they were going to cave a size. And then I remember we were standing there that the producer had his, uh, we were, our back was to the temple and he was standing there and he had like sunglasses or something on. And I remember he was joking, like, don't look at my sunglasses. You know, like, don't, don't look at the reflection. Cause they were like placing the temple guards. Ah. And uh, so anyway, so that, that was that piece. But then when Kirk interviews, Shay and he's like oh what's your strategy oh we're gonna go in the cave and then he's like okay and then what and then she's like are you gonna go up or you going down she's like no up or down <laughs> so i gotta find out which way are you gonna go shay i'm gonna go up the cave and then where are you gonna go you're gonna follow the bottom area or are you gonna go up to the top what are you gonna do up and down up and down we're gonna see if you can go and get to the uh, seal by going up and down right you don't want to give it away so that they would like screw you over I remember, like I said, when I went and then she went first and she did, she did pretty good. She was, she had a good scare. A couple, she had a good scare. I yeah. Think, I think we had some of the better <laughs> scares. Um, one where she almost fell down the step, like the, yeah. In the, the heart stairs. room. Oh, there's another one. Nick's going to have to go now. A couple, a couple of chances we could have owned Nickelodeon studios. <laughs> right. um, but we, uh, so then when I went, like I said, I was just, it was like, that was the most out of body experience up until that point in my life, like that you would ever imagine. Like any other part, the temple games, steps of knowledge, moat, nothing. Like that was it. Like I said, you run, crowd cheering, music. pop of the crowd, the music, you, you leap in. And I, I still remember once again, like, like yesterday, which is insane, but every room I step into is immediately in my head. Please no temple guard, please, because I only had a temple guard. And all, right. all I kept saying every time we went to a new room, please no temple guard, please no temple guard. And then I, I was going through, and I had no idea how good I was doing on time because I remember before they were like, "Oh, you get three minutes." But how do you know like, what like, that feels like when you're? Well, in we the were time. like, we're like three minutes. That's what it like to keep. We're like, that's no time at all. And yeah. so I had no idea. I didn't know what was going on or how much time I had. But like I said, no temple guard. And then of course, I mean, you, you kind of know what happens. Like, and I was so zoned in. And people are like, oh, you got scared of the temple. And of course I did get, I'm the only one to ever get scared out of the temple. And that never became a big deal until years later, mm. but it was because it was a jump scare. It's like, if you go to Halloween Horror Nights yeah. or something like that, so it doesn't mean like you're scared. Like it's a complete, you're zoned in and, and all of a sudden he just came out of nowhere. And I, I just jumped back. And then, like I said, as soon as I jumped out, 
the producers were like, oh, yo, go, 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 go to Kurt, which I'm kind of cool. Cause if I got it pulled back behind there, I wouldn't have been able to go like do the whole goodbye thing. Right. But it wasn't until years later, like the, the show's done, um, you know, it airs. And then however many years later comes back on Nick gas. And then like they, all these fan sites pop up in these little communities. And then they start talking about how, oh, you, you know, he gets jumped out of the temple scared. I didn't realize up until that point, I'm like, oh, I guess I did jump out of it. I didn't think about like, yeah. it was a big deal, but I just jumped back. And then they were like, then there's other stuff where like, oh, well he got, he would have been disqualified, but I, I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I think they would have just had me jump back in mm-hmm. and restart. I mean, like for, there's yeah. been episodes where a kid, like they drop the silver monkey off the side yeah. and they'll throw it back up. I mean, they, they wouldn't have disqualified us. They, they, they honestly probably would have pa- and just said, Hey, get back in if I would have been spooked out of it, but, yeah. uh, and edited it and did a cutaway to like Shay and Kirk or something like that. But yeah, that's what I assume would have happened, but it, yeah, that's, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. It became, it became a bigger deal. It became a big deal later. And then it was kind of like the thing, like, Oh, you're, you're going to get scared of the temple. It was a meta legends moment for sure. And a highlight yeah. of the series. <laughs> I think we realized it was a big deal when he was on a stick stickly retrospective on Nick gas, like best temple, some things. And it was best the, episode. Yeah. That was, a, that was the coolest thing. Out. That was probably a highlight of my thing. It's like stick stickly did like his best episodes in it. And uh, like, I think mine was like rated like right up there. And I, I don't like, I don't know why. I mean, obviously it's my, it's, it's just goofy 90s kids being it's the happenstance of being on legends the happenstance of all the weird things that happen on the show yeah i mean there's no further credit that you can take just from being in the moment it's just so fun to be yeah it's it's just a common human reaction and and that's not something you normally see in a show like that because you're so focused on puzzle solving and the the screams always get a laugh yeah uh, like shay like oh they they really got her and then she that's it. great yeah but but your reaction uh which again was just pure instinct was oh i probably would have done the same thing and and that's not yeah. something that a lot of people think of when they watch the show and until much later like oh yeah it's I would have done that. I absolutely right. would have done that. Yeah, because those temple guards really went hard for that particular temple run. They like mm-hmm. really jumped in your face and made sure they like at least spiked a little terror and anxiety in you. Yeah, once again, not telling the season one thing, but we did not know. I didn't know what a temple guard busting out was going to actually <laughs> entail. Like it's like uh yeah, it's just surreal. Five nights at Freddy's eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, whatever happened to Shay? Did she actually get out I, of the temple? I, I, <laughs> Oh, oh, you mean, <laughs> I thought you meant in real life. I was like, I was like, I have no, like, honestly, like there's been like, um, I've never connected with, like, I think after the show, like, like at the end of the show, we had uh, like kind of exchanged numbers, but it's not like social media. So, and I, I think Josh and I were hanging out once and like we attempted a call and I don't even know if we got her, but this was like in the nineties still. And I don't know, I don't know where, I know there's like, there's so many, like, there's such a cool community of like super fans mm-hmm. of people who just like really love legends. And they've kind of like, I've even seen like on some fan sites, like i like I'll pop up and and they'll do things or some have reached out and like connected on social media. And, but then there's been a couple that they're like, they'll ask that, or they're like, I've been looking, trying to find Shay on social media or stuff like that. And apparently like they, they can't, but uh, uh, I don't know. I'm sure she's sure she's doing great and not living, you know, having a midlife crisis, just clinging onto her past (laughs) like us. So she's like, they've moved on with their lives. We're still, (laughs) we're traumatized considering that we've previously talked about how well we theorized that maybe the skeleton in the dungeon could have been a previous uh like temple guard victim i think i might have found her 
Hi, oh, guys. Oh, 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 no. she is. Watch oh, your in the dungeon. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you are supposed to get the seal. Gory, <laughs> Nick, I'm leaving. How did you not see the other half hanging on the? That's the other thing. The super fans like uh, going down the steps of the of the dungeon. Yeah. Apparently, that's where the other half of my pennant was on that ladder. Yep. And like they found it on camera, so I'm like, I would, I didn't even know what I was looking like. I couldn't even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in that instance, you would just have tunnel vision and not even notice unless they said something beforehand or at least right. pointed it out. They did yeah. say it was hidden in there, but like hidden, like once again, I didn't even know where the like what the seal would be. I wasn't looking for things. Right. I was just hyper focused, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. Why did you sell that Bushnell's <laughs> telescope? I wanted that. <laughs> All right, Shay, take a break. I think you're a little too uh, rowdy for us. <laughs> The mystery is solved. That's why she is no nowhere yeah. online. I found her remains in the dungeon after <laughs> Temple. I mean, uh, episode eight was recorded and released. Uh, so, <laughs> with all the crazy antics that happened for this uh, this wild episode, what do you guys want to give for a rating uh, of Henry the Eighth's Great Seal? I, I'll go ahead and jump in there. I I love this episode. Uh, mo- there are few quote-unquote bad episodes i mean there's some where the temple run was less than stellar but the episodes as a whole are usually really really fun and this one is no exception and just for nick's pure gut reaction i give this an an s rating i give it splatterific awesome uh i'm gonna give it an a uh which is splatulent because I really enjoyed um, the steps of knowledge where like, it felt like it was neck and neck for most of it, at least between the silver snakes and blue barracudas. I really enjoyed the temple games, um, but I wanted like some more, I don't know. Sometimes the temple games are hit and miss to me based on how they're designed. Yeah. I tend to like more of like the, the physical ones where you have to like climb an obstacle course or like, you know, go through a bamboo forest or like something with giant floating boulders. This was mainly just like um, a mat where you had to like put crowns on some mannequin heads. And then I think one of them was like that, that like blue tarp thing where the two had to meet each other and like transfer the the pieces of felt. Well, you know, you think that was cool? No, I I thought it was pretty cool and challenging. It just wasn't like visually Velcro and felt. Yeah. Sometimes I felt myself drifting into the temple, like, okay, I'm ready for the temple games. Come on. (laughs) So, um, you know, that, that being said, I did enjoy like the competition. Everyone was pretty much really into it. Who got to the end. I love the temple run. You know, even if you guys didn't end up getting the great seal out of the temple, just watching you go through it and, you know, avert the temple guards to the best of your ability still made it enjoyable and memorable. So I got to give it, give it to you for that. A is not a bad grade by any means, right. by the way. It's all right. He's yeah. upset. A little okay. bit. You know, it's, no. no, I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's, 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 it's like, I don't know how I, I could never even rate my own episode because it's like, to, to me, it's just cringe. It's like you're watching. Oh, it's you know, so home ass, video. It's so like, ass because of that, though, because I, Legends is already rewatchable. But once you've seen them all, you know, it's always going to be rewatchable. But then every now and then you get some weird thing in the episode like Kirk falling or the right. missed high five or him jumping out. Uh, the final episode of season two is when Olmec was like, Shrine of the Silver Monkey! Yeah. <laughs> All these weird things. You're like, wait, that got passed? And so for the sake of the rewatchable value on top of it just being legends and awesome already, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to go with the S as well. The S awesome. score on this one. Uh, I, 
Hi, Marks. I expect the same <laughs> for my episode. <laughs> Nick, do you have the courage to rate your own episode, or would you rather uh, just rate Josh's episode? And he's you know, I, I think I think I'll I'll abstain from uh, rating my own episode. Uh, okay, that's fair. Episode, but but yeah. it, but it's like but yeah, you know, it's like I said, I would rate myself harder because yes. it's a because I don't have like I haven't been able to fully watch my episode without you know like watching myself. So that's fair. Um, so. Uh, You'd be you, critiquing you, yourself more than the episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you don't have so, to rate your episode, and Josh doesn't have to rate his. But um, Josh wants we'll, to. We'll, he, we'll he probably would. I mean, you just mark him down for the S. Okay, we'll give you not applicable then. <laughs> Abstainable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I mean, that's pretty great marks, and you know we love legends, so it's it's mm-hmm. unless we particularly find a bad episode like the discarded seal of Ivan the Terrible, we're probably not going to give any legend <laughs> at grades like unless we well, that guy was like all psyched to be like on the show and he's like oh, you, you uh, have you have no idea like he, he was gonna be, uh, you have no idea how frustrating that episode is to watch it just feels like very heavy and stiff like the temple run oh, the game is everything. oh now i gotta watch it. all right watch it i guess tonight. we gotta schedule that for season four <laughs> yeah well you know it's interesting you talk about watching episodes there's one uh was it the, the orange iguanas that we went against? I think, yeah, it was she, yeah. the orange iguanas that we went against in the reboot. She literally watched every single episode's uh, Temple Games uh, and, and uh, in, preparation. Temple prior, in preparation for being there just to like try to get all the uh, the insight. But we actually, funny enough, it, oh, I'm sorry, I don't want to no, fast into something Go else, but it. when we you talk about tips, when we were there, when we saw that our, our event, our Temple game in the reboot had the slingshot, Josh had a slingshot in his original and he, 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 the first thing he said, he's like, Nick, don't get it twisted. And not like, the, <laughs> like 90, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah. you got to keep it. He goes, if it twists, it doesn't work. He's like, you got to twist it. And that tip and him knowing that really helped us a ton. Uh, so ask questions. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> isn't there a, isn't there like a keep sweat song or something like that? Yeah, that, that was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> or, well, yeah, I don't think that's quite the name <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just called Twisted. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. We're going to move right on to Josh's episode. Which one are we going to hear about today? The legend of the Imperial Purple Robe of Empress Theodora. All right, the Imperial Purple Robe of Empress Theodora and the legend is set. Da-da-da-da, he was a green monkey back then. And also, Nick was a silver snake for Henry VIII's Great Seal. And to signify that transition, I'm actually going to take my shirt off. To a different kind of podcast. <laughs> I'm ready. It's Green Monkeys time. <laughs> don't worry, I wasn't bearing it all like I did in favorite '90s romantic moments. You don't have to worry. <laughs> Those are khakis that looked put... a little nude on a quick <laughs> right there. Right, Legends of the Hidden Temple after dark. There's <laughs> a lot more hidden than just the temple. Ooh. <laughs> I do find ironic we're sitting in the Blue Barracuda shirt because, of course, that's what you know we ended up being. Yes, but it's right. like I did, I did despise the Blue Barracudas when we were like looking back on it. But we, I, I was, because I always thought they were the cool guys. But that's why we wanted to be on the that's reboot. Fair. But, I, but I was like, you know, I always kind of resented them. They were scary. Yeah, they're. Yeah, Barracudas are no joke. <laughs> Each team has a specific personality about them, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Kirk Foggs, by the way, is Silver Snakes. He said we're the scrappy ones. Yep, so. definitely. 
some people say they're quote unquote the villains of the show, but I'm not really yeah. sure why. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they do tend to go head to head with Green Monkey statistically, like for like most temple runs versus like most artifacts taken out of the, like retrieved from the temple. Um, yeah. So they kind of have a natural rivalry going on there. It's so cool that the, the internet over the years, how we've been able to rewatch the shows and compile those stats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys haven't checked out the, the King storeroom, which is like this web 2.0 yes, website, they, they got you covered. I research that all the time and it just makes my inner academics squee with joy. Because it blows it, my mind. Like yeah. the, the amount of, of love that is out there for such a rant, you know, like such a random show and, and so many other shows, I guess now too, but, but like, yeah, it's like even back in the day when I would see that and every episode was, you know, analyzed and all kinds of, all kinds of facts and information oh, yeah. and numbers and they stuff. even got their own Crazy. lingo. Like apparently a triple seizure is when all three temple guards hit you. Uh, during oh. the Temple Guard run, so <laughs> like, people make it fun. <laughs> yeah, that that oh, website man. is that website is very very dated, uh, which is it's both nostalgic. awesome and 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 nostalgic. yes, absolutely. it's a relic of the internet past. <laughs> but awesome. it's definitely one of those. It shows you how much love was shown to this show because this was at a time uh, when they made that website when things like this really wasn't commonplace mm-hmm. yet. So they, yeah. they really went above and beyond just to show dedication to a show they loved. And I, I have mad respect for that. I agree. Likewise. Uh, you guys ready to move on to Josh's episode? Of course. Awesome. Ooh. So the air day info I have for the Imperial, the Imperial Pope, the Imperial Purple Robe of Empress Theodora. Say that 10 times fast. You splashed us. <laughs> That's why I got this... Um, this pop pop filter. It went out. It went out the side. Even Kirk is the imperial purple the robe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the air date info we have for this this tale is uh, season two, episode eleven, and it uh, aired on September twenty third, nineteen ninety four. It was production code number fifty one, broadcast number seventy five, and completion number fifty. Uh, so moving on right into the moat, which is the first section, uh, one player has it to hold a wobbly timber while the other one walks across it. This is basically like the, the moat gimmick to cross. Uh, once the first player makes it to the other side, the second teammate will have to make it across on their own. Josh kept struggling to get across, and it was down to the bear, blue barracudas, the green monkeys, and the purple parrots to hit the fourth gong. Purple Parrots was making it steadily across, but at the last second, Green Monkeys power through it, beating out both teams. So in the end, the winning teams ended up being the Silver Snakes, the Orange Iguanas, the Red Jaguars, and the Green Monkeys in that order. Josh, do you have any experiences you'd like to share or memories based off of the moat crossing? Uh, much to the contrast of Nick's shoot day, this was the power and the epitome of editing, for sure. We were there a long time. That dry ice layer of dramatic fog is gone. That audience is tired. Kirk is fed up. And those those wooden boards are absorbing with water and sinking down below. Yeah. Uh, it, it it was so fun, but I love I love hearing your the Josh struggling part. That's the, that's all I remember from it. No upper body strength. I was tall as a kid, so in school photos they would hand me the basketball mm-hmm. back in the prop days. But I was like, give me the big plastic crayon, please. Yeah. So right. anyway, I wasn't too sporty, although I did care. Uh, so yeah, that that uh, and another thing we learned from that being such a fan of the show, it was such a backstage tour. Like I said, the moat, uh, the gong buttons back in season one and two were um, 
upside down Rubbermaid bowls. Like I remember being up close to it and seeing it as a spray painted gold Rubbermaid. So just so you know, folks, that gong buttons are BPA safe, uh, BPA free, <laughs> dishwasher safe. With everyone crossing the moat and drying off, we're moving on to the steps of knowledge to talk about how uh, Empress Theodora conquered uh, a war, essentially, while a rebellion took place. Uh, I, I have here in my notes that legend mentions how the emperor just ran around panicking in the castle while the rebellion started. The empress, by contrast, stepped up to be a motivating beacon to her people through her brave words, helping her people turn the tides of the violent affair. Once the legend is over, the trivia competition begins. Red Jaguar has got the first question right, with the green monkeys following close behind on the second question. Josh pulled through again on the third question, bringing them to, into the lead. Orange Iguana has got the fourth question, while Silver Snakes is still stuck in the, on the first step. The fifth question led the Red Jaguars to tie it all up with the Green Monkeys. The sixth question secured Green Monkey's spot in the Temple Games with Josh answering all the questions. The Orange Iguanas pulled from behind the Red Jaguars with two correct questions in a row. Green Monkeys and Orange Iguanas officially make it to the Temple Games. Silver Snakes didn't score, and Red Jaguars made it to the third step out of four. So what do you remember about the steps of knowledge when you're going through that heated... He did battle race to the bottom, oh, Josh. I, I got to say, spoiler alert, this his steps of knowledge story might be your most exclusive and probably maybe best story of the entire experience out of all of them. So it's something yeah. a lot of people don't know happened. We don't want to overbuild it. No, this, not build it up. But but I'm just going to build it up. It's my, well, I do um, have to say, Slimesters and Gakoids, you heard it here first. Attack. <laughs> this is true. Aimless plug. <laughs> I'm going to whisper it next to Olmec. I'll whisper what happened. Thank goodness. What? Hey, Olmec. Yes. I want you to know what really happened. What do you mean? You're telling me that what was on TV wasn't actually what happened? Really what happened was, Olmec, when we first shot the Steps of Knowledge, the two teams that had won, the Orange Iguanas, Green uh, Monkeys, lost. Oh. Uh, so we were actually on our way changing. We were backstage changing and the PA had run in and said, oh my goodness, Olmec had said something was correct when it wasn't. So we have to go reshoot the steps of knowledge. So we went back in to reshoot steps of knowledge. They fast forwarded, did some editing on that we can see on the monitor. So we didn't get to hear the legend again. They just mm -hmm. redid all the questions. So the first time the red and the silver were the ones who won. So the fact that we won and the two that won lost the second time, they actually put them on a show later in the season. Wow. So if you to Nick's point earlier, when he mentioned that uh, we weren't the only ones who were on the show more than once, you'll see really, really tall red Jaguars on one of the episodes next to a shorter like set of kids, like <laughs> almost like there was like kind of a missing spot and they just could put them in. So <laughs> thankfully, the show was sweet and they got to uh, be on the show again. But we were definitely emotionally spent by the time we even won the steps of knowledge because we had. Uh, tasted the sweet victory of loss as well so uh it was a definite uh puppeteering of emotions being being there that day yeah it sounds like the the temple gods really shined down upon you with a, a twist of fate and some generous luck to help turn the tides and advance you to the temple games goodness gracious were we lucky yeah i think they knew this lonely kid's got to impress his friend who was on the show yeah. because the guts lie didn't work out <laughs> right you know it's yeah. interesting the only fact that i know that story is the only reason why like i don't I never say like, oh, we're the only two, you know, who have done it twice. I do say we're the only two who have ever run a temple twice. But, you know, like knowing that we're like, technically we're not. In fact, I think one of those other teams ended up making it to the temple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Silver Snakes ended up making it to the temple. Like to actually lost, like lost on the second time. So right. I think that's something 
kind of interesting that uh so cool like could you imagine being the parents of the other team that had to go twice because you know they're tired of sitting in that audience oh goodness like, yeah oh, they won. oh no they lost oh well that's actually I interesting guess. they must have come back a different day like now thinking about it though did they they must yeah, have because they, they were, if they already day. shot the moats because that's how they shot i mean i'm sure you guys have talked about how they shoot all the moats all the steps yeah. all the, they couldn't have gone back and let i mean i don't think they would have fired the moat back up more dry ice please we need a truckload of more dry ice move the cameras back (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's really fascinating uh that you know sometimes they have to change the outcomes just to like keep one keep the show going and that's why they have that disclaimer at the end too Mm -hmm. after like the credits start rolling it was definitely a behind the scenes look at how it's all made and uh so interesting and so nerve-wracking all all in one it it was crazy (laughs) Well, even though, you know, luck helped you uh, win the steps of knowledge, I think it was all brute force and determination with the Temple Games as we move into there because it's Josh and Ashley of the Green Monkeys versus Lauren and Steven of the Orange Iguanas in this epic round of Temple Games. Uh, So in the first one, they have to conquer a mountain. The second Temple Game, they have a zipline trade. And third, they have to knock down rebel statues. In the first game, Orange Iguanas took an early lead, but the Green Monkeys caught up, tying the score 2-2, two to two, each earning them half a pendant. Game 2 proves that both teams are still evenly matched. Each keeps the same pace and has two ears of corn at the halfway mark of the 60-second challenge. The game ends in another tie with three ears of corn per piece and each earning another half a pendant. Whomever wins the third game wins the right to enter the temple in this heated tie. Once the third temple game begins, the Green Monkeys knock the first statue at the 45-second mark and knock a second one down at the 23-second mark. Orange Iguanas have yet to score, lobbing most of their cannonballs too high, landing in either the moat or near the spotters. Thus, the Green Monkeys shatter the tie, fully armed with two pendants and ready to enter the temple. So, Josh, what was it like to play all those different temple games with your partner there? Oh, just as painful as watching it as far as no upper body strength on the uh, on the pyramid. And once again, the power of editing, literally the first two games, uh, Kirk's outros or uh, the the announcing of who won each game had to be reshot because he didn't see the confetti shoot on one of mine. Mm. So he had to reshoot his commentary off to the side showing that I'd won and saying that I'd won. But then you see a shot of me at the end of the first game. And I just look like all sad because I think that's when I thought I had lost. Uh. Um, and same thing with the second one with Ashley zip lining. There's like a weird edit at the end. It's because he, they had to relook at the video because the other girl's Velcro wasn't sticking. And so they were wondering because the assistant was helping put it back. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Um, and so once again, just being, and we were interviewed. So in the second season, we were actually interviewed, but it was cut out because I was about to mention how I love the production and just always been to behind the scenes. And that's what I told Kirk, uh, I, that my special effect movies were my favorite and Terminator 2 was my favorite. And that's why the whole episode is like the tenacious T2 team, ah. because they keep calling <laughs> us T2. It's right. our, yes, they did. our interview was cut out. So it kind of negated and then by no season context. three, they finally figured out, okay, just have Kirk summarize real quick, and then everything has context. This is the tenacious T2 team. So fun. I mean, I the pressure was on for sure because versus caring about the prize, I just wanted to get to the temple and go on that temple tour because oh, totally. I knew they were going to be walking the kids through and showing us certain rooms we knew were the same like Silver Monkey, but other ones were new and different like the Crypt and all that. Um 
so yeah, that the heat was on for sure, especially in the uh, final game. And that's where we learned the life lesson. Don't let your slingshots get twisted. <laughs> Don't let your sh- slingshots get twisted. We got to make a slingshot. slingshot. Which is interesting. I, I think a lot of the cool thing, like the edits and stuff, I think it just really speaks volumes to the, um, just like the integrity of the show. And I, I just say it again, because it's like over the, the last 30 years, you know, you kind of see every now and then those rogue, a lot of uh, people will say stuff like, oh, it was fixed or stuff like that, yeah. because I know, like Kirk had said, because I know they had the budget and like they they were there's like stories about, oh, they were only let so many kids win. And stuff. And I know they can kind of put where they put the the temples or the, the temple guards. And I think it more or less made it harder. It didn't necessarily negate it, but like the gameplay portion, like all like the, the edits or like the redos is literally out of complete fairness, whether it was the reboot or the original it's like just to make sure that 100% whoever wins, everybody's following the rules and whoever wins is actually, you know, credited as a winner. So right. I always think that that's like the integrity of those games are so high. So I, I always get slighted if I ever see any sort of, you know, somebody kind of saying, oh, well, whatever it was. Yeah, I think they're just that. saying that out of ignorance. They don't really know like yeah. the true behind yeah. the scenes of all yeah. that goes on just to ensure that everything is by the book. And, you know, we're doing every contestant justice we're not like you know yeah. throwing them to the dogs because of a technicality like we're going to make sure we check everything twice exactly. to ensure that wh- who's meant to win ends up winning thank you slimesters and gagoids for tuning in to splat attacks legends to the end and josh's hidden temple legacy okay <laughs> enough of my bad olmec impression I'm, I'm not as good at this as josh is i do want to take this opportunity Speaking of all that they shared, there is so much content that I didn't have the heart to cut any of it out, which is why instead of doing a three-hour-long episode, we have split this in half. So make sure you tune in next week to hear or see the thrilling conclusion to, to the journey that these two legends had. And yes, I mean, Nick and Josh, not the episodes that they were, although they are very awesome. If you haven't seen the reboot series, make sure you tune in next week special event you do not want to miss. If you do enjoy our content, please like, share, comment, follow us on social media. You can just search for Splatatag Podcast. It's pretty much on any social media platform. If you want to reach out to us and leave us your thoughts, you can find us on the socials or you can send us an email at splatatag2021 at gmail.com. Be sure to check out our bonfire page if you want to get that Jade Seal fake Legends t-shirt or some other fan-inspired Legends teams. Or if you just want a Splat Attack shirt or coffee mug, make sure you go to bonfire.com slash store slash Splat Attack store. Also, if you love the episodes, you do not want to miss what we've been doing over on Patreon. We do live streams every month, we give early access to our episodes, give shout-outs to our patrons on the regular episodes, but probably our biggest thing is we have bonus episodes there that you are not going to find anywhere else. This month we did an episode on all of the Muscular Beaver episodes of Angry Beavers, and that was a lot of fun. As always, thank you to all of you, Slimesters and Gagoids, for all of your support and the various ways you've reached out to us. All the love to you. But for now, I'm going to drain the slime tank and get some much-needed rest in the green room as I feed on some Bigfoot pizza and play some video games waiting for my turn back in the Temple Games. Splat you later.
Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. Hard to believe, folks, but it's time to say goodbye. Nighty night. Hey, check us out next time for more adventure and another great legend of the Hidden Temple. What will we do till then? Chill for a couple. We'll be back. You're on, Nick. And it was time for the superhero to move on. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Oh, bye-bye. I told you they were tough and tenacious. Now we'll see if they can make it through Olmec's temple, retrieve the imperial purple robe of the Empress Theodora right after this. Hey, Kirk Fogg here, your guide to Nickelodeon's Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's my temple. Right, old Mac. Anyway, every show is a different legend. I decide the legend. Kids have to cross the moat, answer questions. I ask the questions. Whatever you say, no neck. Next are the temple games, and then the run through the temple. It's my temple. Watch the first game show that lets kids live out legendary adventures. Watch Legends of the Hidden Temple today at 6.30, 5.30 Central, only on Nick.